0: You're listening to Stay Tuned. This week, our theme is the Wild West. And today, that means we are meeting Adam West in an episode I call Everyone's Favorite Batman in memory of Adam West. West was born William West Anderson on September 19, 1928 in Walla Walla, Washington. His father farmed, and his mother gave up her career as an opera singer and concert pianist. Like all kids, he had a collection of comic books, including Batman. When his parents divorced, he moved to Seattle with his mother. He attended Whitman College in Washington, graduating with a B.S. in literature. He was drafted into the Army and became an announcer on the American Forces Network television. After his service career, he became a milkman until he moved to Hawaii to pursue a career in television. In 1959, he took on his stage name, Adam West, and moved to Hollywood with his wife and children. He quickly became an actor and appeared in 33 television shows, including 77 Sunset Strip, Maverick, Hawaiian Eye, Tales of West Fargo, Perry Mason, Gunsmoke, Petticoat Junction, and Bewitched. In 1966, William Dozier, producer for a new show about Batman, decided to cast West over Law Wagner after seeing him as a James Bond-type character in a Nestle Quick commercial. DC Comics described Batman as 6'2", and that was West's height. When the series ended, Hanbert Ward found themselves typecast as Batman and Robin. He did a series of appearances about the Batman character while pursuing a movie career. He ended his career with 49 movies to his credit. He appeared in 78 television shows after Batman, including The Big Valley, Emergency, Alice, Police Woman, Laverne and Shirley, The Love Boat, Heart to Heart, Murphy Brown, Diagnosis Murder, News Radio, Drew Carey, King of Queens, and 30 Rock. After 1990, he apparently embraced his Batman character and appeared on numerous television shows as either himself or Batman. When asked about this, he said, I think it evolved. I learned a long time ago that because people love Batman, I should too. I learned I shouldn't resent it, even though it did prevent me from getting other roles. I really had to become fond of Batman in order to deal with it. I embraced it. In 1957, he and his first wife, Billy, divorced. He married dancer Frisbee Dawson in 1957. And they divorced in 1962. In 1970, he married Marcel. They were together until his death. He has two children with each of his wives and two stepchildren. In 1994, he wrote an autobiography, Back to the Bat Cave. In 2012, he received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Hollywood Boulevard. Wes loved outdoor activities and had a lot of hobbies, including fishing, sailing, hiking, skiing, golfing, riding motorcycles, swimming, surfing, dancing, traveling, as well as spending time with his family, listening to classic rock, reading, and watching movies. He died short battle after a short battle with leukemia at age 88 in 2017. The week after that, LA shined the bat signal on City Hall to honor him. While Wes certainly had a full and varied career, despite his typecasting from Batman, I would like to spend a little bit of time looking at the series that gave him his fame. Typically, I'm not really into superheroes, but I loved this show when I was younger and still get a kick out of watching the campy comedy. I can hear the narrator saying, same bat time, same bat channel. The show was canceled not only because of low ratings, but because the special effects and lighting had tremendous costs. When ABC dropped it, they tried to find another network to take it over. They had no offers, so they dismantled the set. Two weeks later, NBC offered to pick up the show but then decided it was too expensive to start from scratch. In the 1960s, Ed Graham Productions received the rights to the comic strip Batman, intending to produce an adventure show similar to Superman or The Lone Ranger. ABC was thinking about a primetime show, so DC Comics bought back the rights and sold them to 20th Century Fox. 20th Century gave it to William Dozier to produce. Dozier had never read comic books and felt the show should take a campy pop art approach. The show was originally an hour-long series, but with only half-hour time slots available, it was changed to a bi-weekly, half-hour show. The concept of the show is that millionaire Bruce Wayne and his ward, Dick Grayson, lead a double life in Gotham City. When they move a shelf in their library and slide down the bat pool to the bat Cave, they become Batman and Robin. Only their butler, Alfred, is aware of their real identity. Police Commissioner Gordon calls them on the bat phone, often referring to them as the dynamic duo. They usually hop in their Batmobile and speed to City Hall to learn what villain is up to no good in their city. Adam West took the role of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Embert Ward became Robin and Dick Grayson. Other cast members included Alan Napier as Alfred the Butler, Neil Hamilton as Commissioner Gordon, Stafford Rep as Chief O'Hara, Madge Blake as Aunt Harriet, and Yvonne Craig as Batgirl. My favorite villains included Julie Newmar and Eartha Kidd as Catwoman in love with Batman, but not willing to give up her criminal life. Burgess Meredith is the Penguin, always carrying an umbrella. Frank Gorshin is the Riddler, leaving riddles for clues. Vincent Price is Egghead, a bald-headed genius who loves eggs. Cesar Romero is the Joker, who leaves jokes for his clues. And Victor Buono is King, when Evil and Professor William McElroy as his non-evil personality. The show aired twice a week on Back to Back Nights. The first episode would set up the situation, And end with a dynamic duo in some dangerous situation. Batman and Robin would get their assignment from the commissioner, then, using a series of clues, try to figure out who was the villain and how to defeat them. At some point there was always a fist fight with the villain's entourage, at which time the villain typically escaped. During the fight, words would pop up on the screen like pow, bam, zonk, boom. Then the crime fighters would go look for them, at which point the dangerous and perhaps deadly situation occurred and then the next episode would summarize what happened on the previous episode before defeating the bad guys for good. They often used inventions like shark repellent bat spray to aid them in their search. In season three, Batgirl was added to the cast. The ratings were starting to fall, so Dozier wanted to bring in a girl character to attract female viewers. Her real identity was Barbara Gordon, the commissioner's daughter. The commissioner never really seemed to realize she seemed familiar to him. Because of low ratings, the show also became a a once-a-week series in the third season. Eartha Kitt took over the Catwoman role since Newmar was filming a movie at the time. Madge Blake's health was failing, and her role was limited to only two appearances during the last season. The show was canceled before season four, but it had continued to be popular in reruns. In 1966, an album was released, Batman, the exclusive original soundtrack album. It included music by Nelson Riddle, dialogue excerpts from several of the characters in the show, as well as the Batman theme song, Batusia Go-Go, and several other tunes. A lot of collectibles were produced during the run of the show, including trading cards, Batmobile kits, coloring books, lunch boxes, board games, and Viewmaster reels. In 2013, Mattel designed an action figure line based on the TV characters, and several Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars have been produced. The Batmobile from the show was auctioned in 2013 selling for 4.2 million dollars. The huge profits from the car as well as the line of action figures prove the continuing interest in and success of the show now more than 50 years old. Here are some fun facts I learned about the series. A total of 352 holy words were used by Robin from Holy Agility to Holy Zorro. Cesar Romero's Joker laugh was created by accident Shortly after being cast, Romero met with producers to discuss his role on the series. While waiting to meet with them, Romero happened to see a conceptual art of the Joker's costume. Romero felt the pictures almost looked absurd and as a result spontaneously broke out in a playfully loud and manic laughter. A producer overhearing it responded telling him, hey, that's your Joker's laugh. Burgess Meredith had not smoked in 20 years when he was cast as the Penguin. He came up with the penguin's distinctive squawking sound because the cigarettes were irritating his throat. Like his trademark quack, the penguin's waddling was largely a result of improvisation by Burgess Meredith, as he found it difficult to stand and walk straight while wearing the rubber padded fat suit that was part of his costume. Before going on the air, the show received the worst audience test scores in the history of ABC. The only reason it actually went on the air is because so much money had already been invested in it. This was one of the in-shows to appear on if you were a big name in Hollywood during the 60s, and many top names guested the show. Those performers who weren't cast as guest villains could frequently be seen popping their heads out of windows to exchange a few words with Batman and Robin when they would be climbing up a building wall. Frank Sinatra, Natalie Wood, and Cary Grant were all fans of the show and asked to be on, but producers were never able to come up with just the right roles for them. During the run of the series, the show crossed over with The Green Hornet. The giant lighted lucite map of Gotham City is a reverse image of St. Louis right down to Forest Park, Fairground Park, Tower Grove Park, Lafayette Park, and Horseshoe Lake on the Illinois side. Each main villain had their own theme music. In the first season, Burt Ward was paid only $350 per week. Yvonne Craig has stated she briefly did have a stunt double but did most of her stunts herself. She actually operated the Batgirl cycle as well. She was an accomplished biker at the time and actually owned her own bike. Adam West, Burt Ward, and Neil Hamilton are the only actors to appear in all 120 episodes of the series. One of the original choices to play Catwoman before Julie Newmar landed the role was Suzanne Pleshette. The three primary cast members of the Adams family each made an appearance on Batman. Carolyn Jones with the villainous Marsha, Queen of Diamonds. John Austin played the Riddler during the second season. Ted Cassidy had a window cameo appearing in his part as Lurch from the Adams family. Interestingly, Cassidy's cameo took place in a story involving the Penguin, with whom Jones's character, Marsha, teamed up in one of the three-part stories with. In episode seven, Alfred refers to Robin as Mr. Ward, not Mr. Grayson. While superheroes in movies and television shows they appear in seem to cycle up and down throughout the decades, the popularity of Batman has never wavered. The fact that Mattel would create action figures based on the original stars more than 50 years after the show debuted says a lot about the fans and the place the show holds in their heart. Thank you Adam West for creating such a memorable and well loved character.